Well, hello once more. I am back from Spain, uh, obviously, as I posted last week. This is my audio version of uh, of that little piece, uh, and I shall uh, write about Spain more uh, soon. So, without further ado, I shall just get into it. Spain Part 1, The Joy of Travelling. Last Monday, I flew back to Edinburgh from Barcelona. I've often found when travelling that on the return trip, I feel excited in anticipation of being home. Or perhaps the right word is relieved. After a week away from home, of living out of a suitcase, sleeping in strange beds and shitting in even stranger toilets, how satisfying it is to return to the familiar. And yet, after a comfortable night's sleep in my own much-missed bed, melancholy rises in my breast every time. How I then yearn to be back in a foreign city full of foreign people and foreign food. And now, after a week of being at home, both feelings have dissipated, flattened by the old habits and routines, dulled by the quotidian. Perhaps this is no bad thing, having a pretty boring everyday life, I mean. There are people in Afghanistan and Ukraine right now who would kill for that. Still, the latter feeling of melancholy seems the truer of the two to me. For all the stresses and annoyances of travelling, from the lugging through vast airports and unfamiliar streets of overpacked suitcases, to the gnawing fear that these foreign toilets might not take too kindly to toilet paper, it is worth it every second. The return trip is always laborious, tiring, a chore. But on the outward journey, I always feel thrilled. I love being in the airport, lounging around in bars, watching human beings going to and fro in transit, knowing that I am in transit myself. Any English literature graduate who paid even the slightest bit of attention knows the academy's phrase, liminal space. Well, airports are liminal spaces par excellence, and knowing such jargon has not, thankfully, blunted my appreciation of such spaces. Airports are places of and on the edge, where borders become malleable and people from nearby towns and far-flung lands and everywhere in between and beyond pass by each other, their lives touching just a little and just very briefly before flying apart across oft vast distances once more. And maybe, just maybe, sometimes the crossings of these human wires lights a spark. I know this is unusual. I know that most people find airports tedious and stressful. And I agree to some extent. The agony of going through security and thus leaving behind the last place for perhaps thousands of miles and many hours where one can smoke is an agony the likes of which Jesus on the cross could barely have comprehended, but with which I am all too familiar. Despite that, airports are, for me, almost transformative places. They're certainly romantic ones. And then there is flight. It's so easy to take it for granted, given the tiny seats, screaming kids and overpriced snacks, but I try never to let go of just how astonishing being on a plane is. I absolutely love the takeoff and landing, when others are indifferent or scared. 
the roar of the engines and the speed of the plane as it readies itself to take to the sky. I just love it. However much airlines try to make flight dreary and workaday and boring, it thrills me like little else. Imagine, for hundreds of thousands of years, our ancestors dreamt of soaring like the little dinosaur remnants or birds that swooped over their heads every day. And now, barely a century after the first heavier-than-air flight, we do it all the time, and so seemingly easily. We can lift ourselves up above the clouds, beyond the most fevered dreams of the most imaginative or crazed of our ancestors, all thanks to some clever applications of Newtonian physics. It's amazing. I'll have none of that modern cynicism. If nothing else deserves unironic, childlike enthusiasm, it is flight. Don't let the miserable, penny-pinching airlines suck the wonder out of you. So, there it is. The joy of travelling, by which I mean the actual act of travelling itself, of being transported. Never mind the joy of being in an exciting new place. More on the actual holiday and the ghosts of George Orwell in part two. And there are a couple of footnotes I shall also read out uh, coming from the paragraph on flight. So the first footnote. Uh, reads uh, the Wright brothers flight was more specifically the first controlled sustained flight of a powered heavier than air aircraft so Wikipedia tells me anyway and the second footnote which comes um, after applications of Newtonian physics okay it's a little more complicated than that and far beyond my powers of description see here think for the science. I also recommend Richard Dawkins' latest book, Flights of Fancy, Defying Gravity by Design and Evolution, for a lucid account of the science of all kinds of flight, with gorgeous illustrations by Jana Lenzova. And that is that little brief piece. Uh, as I said, I hope to write more about um, about actually being in Spain, about about the journey, the trip, the holiday that I uh, took um, and some of the things I uh, saw and, and did while there uh, next time. Um, but until then, I hope you have a, a very, very enjoyable and happy week. It's been quite sunny here in Scotland uh, for the past uh, few days, maybe past week. Um, I think it's going to get a bit duller and colder this week. Um, Edinburgh is in for a blast of snow apparently um, so I hope that the weather has been as nice where you are and I hope that uh, regardless uh, of, of whether you're in sun or rain uh, that you have a nice week I shall shut up now and stop rambling goodbye